Welcome to the His Plan for You podcast. Join Pastor Gio in a series of powerful messages that will encourage, uplift, and inspire. Discover God's perfect plan for your life today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Word of God. The Word of God in my heart. We welcome you here right now. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every day and every way, we're getting stronger and stronger. The perfect plan of God consumes me. Amen and amen. Go ahead and sit down. Let's go on our Bibles if you can. We continue, we continue studying uh, Revelation 12, 11. So Revelation 12, 11. It actually is cool when you read it yourself in the Bible. We have so many people telling stories in TV that you don't know if it is in the Bible. So it says, Revelation 12, 11, they triumph, this is the NIV, they triumph over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. That word testimony we study is called martureos. And that word martureos, it technically means his words in my mouth as as powerful as his word in his mouth. You get the word of God and you put it in your mouth. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Christ is in heaven looking at me going, yes. I back that up. I'm testifying my testimony. I'm sitting down there in the accused bench. And that my testimony is saying what he said. That's how he conquered Revelation 12, 11. We conquered by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of his testimony. Is this more clear? We've been munching this for a few weeks, maybe a couple of months. And I thought I was done. And God's like, oh, no, no, no. Get them apples out of the brother. Make juice out of that. And they're going to make a cake out of the leftovers. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> not, even, not, not even there. Orange. Oh, yeah. Now we're going to be obsessed with the... Skin. I thought we were done with this. Testifying. Testification. Amen. He said it. That's all we need to know. They used to say. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Right. Man. God said it. That settles it. Whether you believe it or not. Just because you believe it or not doesn't settle it. God said it. God said it. It's done. If you believe it, you participate. If you don't believe it, you don't participate. That's your problem. It's very different. And he hit me with that like two years ago. Because I, I used to say that. Oh, God. Hey, our, our teachers, teachers taught us that through the years, through the grapevine. You know, it sounded like a catchy phrase. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Man, God said it. That settles it. Whether you believe it or not. The only thing is you're going to be outside looking inside me driving my Ferrari. That's the only difference. Mad at God because those things don't happen to me. It's your problem, Jack. It's not my problem. 
I try to do everything to get you to get in and drink the Kool-Aid. You don't want to. I still carry you around like a wounded soldier? No problem. Or you were born that way? No problem. I'm serious. Bible talks about that. David, one day, he goes, find me anybody from the family of, of, of uh, Joseph, of Saul. One dude, Saul, thank you, <laughs> teachers. <laughs> and they found this kid who got dropped as a baby on the floor the day David and his men were coming to take over the palace. So he was responsible. He didn't know he was responsible, but the kid couldn't walk. And he told him, from this day on, you're going to sit at the king's table for the rest of your life. And your generations never going to be hungry. You're going to be eating from this table. You're going to inherit from this table. So he was limited. He has some limitations. Maybe you have some natural limitations on your love walk. Maybe, maybe God forbid, maybe some abuse. Some abuse went down. I don't know. Maybe it's physical. It is physical. Your brain is not there. Whatever it is, your mother really made a number of you, and on top of that, there's genetic things to back that up. Whatever it is, there's a limitation. But when you're sitting at the king's table, nobody could see from the waist down that he was a paraplegic. Nobody can see his limitations. He's eating at the king's table. He's talking and sharing my limitations, my, me abusing my children and my wife and whatever it is I do wrong, that's none of your business. Bobby's limitations, that's none of my business either. That's between him and God. Does it get me upset? Very. What are you doing over there in our church? Well, Pastor, he went, yeah, I have to be nice because he shows up with young people every time he goes away. So I'm like, okay, we don't have a youth service. We don't have a building. Do this thing, so I understand the sons have to go get married somewhere. <laughs> we'll get a bigger church. But that's what goes through your spirit, man. You have to know that person next to you, they're not perfect. But how are you going to help them? By telling their limitations or by helping them with Revelations 12, 11? Which is what King David did to this boy. I'm going to throw Revelations 12, 11 all over this thing. Boom. You're going to succeed because of the blood of the Lamb and your word of the testimony. So he's sitting at the king's table in his limitations. That's none of anybody's business. He's equal to anybody on that table. He inherits with anybody on that table. He eats from the table. He inherits from the table. He's loved and accepted. That's where we are. That's the church. Look at that person next to you. Yeah, yeah, that person. The other person too. The other side. They, they, they're your church. You're going to spend eternity with these people. You're going to spend eternity with these people. God, God makes peculiar people. Some of us are more peculiar than others. That's all. But that's it. Other than that, you've got to love them. Protect them. Pray for them. You don't like what your mama said. You don't like what your pastor said. Too bad. You have to pray for them and love them. And, you know, Lord, make them better. Your parents, same thing. Children obey your parents. We talked about that a couple, two, three weeks ago. It was a good service. We ended up talking about what? Solomon. 
No. Samson. Solomon. Solomon was the second part of that. So, Revelations 12, 11. Say, I am a Revelations 12, 11 kind of guy. I am a Revelations 12, 11 kind of guy. The Holy Spirit, His life is in me. The love of God is in me. Let's go to one scripture, 1 John 5, 5. Primera de Juan 5, 5. 1 John And when we get there, say amen. Wow. Fine. Who is that? Who is it that overcomes the world? NIV says. Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Who's the one that overcomes the world? Only the one that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Because you, you have the blood. You have the testification. You're going to testify. You're going to sit down in that chair, be accused by the devil. You're going to testify of Jesus, how he got you out of the hall, through his word in your mouth. But you still have to believe. 1 John 5, 5. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? The Amplified reads... Who is it that is victorious over, that conquers over the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on that fact. What fact? That Jesus is the Son of God. You can one day, you ask the guys, who do, who do they say I am? Oh, they say you're Elijah. You say, you say some big shot, hot prophet, man. We're going to take over the government, bro. They thought so. They were frustrated when he died. They're like, he's like, what you do? <laughs> Are we supposed to take over, man? What is this? <laughs> hmm? Who do they say I am? Who do people say about you? That affects you. Who do they say? Who do, who, do, who do they say I am? You are Elijah. You are you're a prophet. You're, they, they weren't too far. So here it says, relies on the fact of what? That Jesus is the Son of God. You need to know who he is to know who you are. Who are you in Christ? Your past is gone. Let me, let me give you a freebie. First John 1 John 1.9. Right now, everybody look at me for a second. Your sins are forgiven. You don't have to go to the Pope. You don't have to go to the next one. You, have, you don't have to collect $200 and pass exit. Nothing. You don't have to do nothing. You go straight to God. You still have to know him more. You just did that. Poof. The water got in your heart. Poof. Creates life. Life. Automatically. Boom. You still need to know who you are in Christ. Who are you? I am accepted in the beloved. From five seconds ago to this second, whatever you did yesterday is gone. Whatever you, you, said, you said you did something is gone. Whatever I did is gone in the eyes of God. I just started from zero five seconds ago. 
I first John 1 9 this thing, man. Done deal. But do you know him? See, it's not they that condemn you, it's your heart that condemns you. And until I don't know who he is, my heart will continue to condemn me. Because I don't know who I am, because I don't know who he is. So we want, to, we want to get to know him more. So this is not just about going to heaven and my sins are forgiven. And I know enough Bible to be dangerous. And I do whatever the heck I want. And I'm just going to first join at one night and we're good. That's one dangerous way to live because you cannot lie to the Holy Spirit. You can't. You can lie to yourself. You cannot lie to God. So you need to get to know him more. James 1.22 James, James, and unfortunately today there's no Pollo Tropical. I'm making an announcement right now, <laughs> so you people can start praying in tongues. <laughs> James, James 1:22. Gonna read. Says, well, let me start in 21. Real good. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. And receive with meekness. See, sometimes people confuse meekness with weakness, and they get a surprise with Pastor Gio. I'm meek, not weak. So I receive with meekness the implanted word. Look at that word implanted there. Let's look at it in the amplified. So get rid of all uncleanness. Who? You. How? With the word. Oh, somehow, magically, I'm going to get rid of my uncleanness. And I'm going to stop being, uh, you know, lemon juice through my, and I'm going to be happy. No, you make happy. Nobody can make you happy but you. You bubble with the joy of the Lord. You respect out of your own insights. Respect your elders. Respect the church. You love out of your own insights. You love. These things happen. No, they don't happen. You do them. That's what it says there. And they amplify. So get rid of. All uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. And in a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your heart contains the power to save your souls. I like the Amplify, man. That word there is implanted. There's a version that says, Crafted. We were talking about those bushes of roses. They have blue roses and red roses and yellow roses. And you look at them and it's one bush. You 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 encrafted. You encrafted. You encrafted. The word has been encrafted on me to a point that it's not, it's just one tree. There's no separation. The word and I are one. You'll have to kill this tree to get the word out of me. The same juice that runs through the trunk. Runs through the branch. I've been encrafted in Christ. There's nothing I can do when I lay my hands. It produces life. I am encrafted. Say it. I am encrafted. The Father and I, we are one. Now, where does that take you? Because you have the power now to resist the devil. Through what? The blood of the Lamb and what? The word of his word coming out of your mouth. Now, he has to stop. Sin has to stop. 
You stop this sin on your life through what? Through the blood of the Lamb and the word of God in your mouth. So when you're there smoking, nobody here, but I know of this case for a dear friend of mine. She couldn't get her daughter to stop smoking, man. Christian, speaking in tongues, and that girl was tied up with, with cigarettes and nicotine. And she said, okay, fine. So let's do this. Just pray to the Holy Spirit while you're smoking. It, it was like five cigarettes. And she was done. She was like, thank you, Lord. And five cigarettes later, she was like, this is disgusting. Ooh, what is this? We're not even talking drugs. I'm talking regular Marlboro or whatever, you know. I know of another guy who was a drug addict. This is a story in Colombia. He told the preacher who gave him the Bible, listen, preacher, I'm sorry, but those pages are really good to smoke pot. So I'm being honest to you, man. You give me that thing, I'm going to smoke it. So the preacher was like, <laughs> the Holy Spirit told him, give it to him. Tell him. Before he smokes that page, he has to read it. It's a famous story. I'm not going to say the name of the guy. It's a famous Colombian preacher. He's like, I smoked Matthew. I smoked Mark. I smoked Luke. When I was about halfway through John, I became a Christian. I've never been back. I never smoked anything else in my life. The word of God is that powerful. Then craft the word of God. Amen? But what do you want? You want your brother to change. You don't want to carry your brother on his weakness. You want your brother to change and don't give you a hard time. That's not in the Bible. <laughs> She's like, mm-mm, you're going to give me a Bible for that. <laughs> mm-mm. <laughs> what I want is you to change so you don't give me a hard time. I have to go. No, I have to carry you in love, especially pastors. Oh. I told you for the hundredth million times, so I don't exaggerate. To do this and this and this, and sure they go right into the same hole. Boom. And you ignore their calls. Forget you. <laughs> you can't. Your heart won't let you, man. She just go like five paces. You're like, <laughs> you have to go back. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> The love of God that what compels you. You can't do nothing. You, you can't. This is who we are now. You can't. You, you got to love. James 1, 22. 21. Hmm. Which is able to save your souls. 22. But, he, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving who? What are you deceiving? Read your Bible. You need a Bible? You took your phone? You're sharing it? Read it. It's recording. It's recording. Yes, here. I know, no, no. Hold it, hold it. You look prettier with the Bible in your hand. So you have to not just hear the word, not just encraft the word, not just sit there. I'm sorry. You make you, Pastor, make you do that. Pastor, such a pushy pastor. Not only you all that, you want results? Be a doer of the word. Do you really want the swords? Or, you, or, or we just one of the millions of people that now, now we're into the Christian culture thing. We, we speak Christianese, man. 
You be washing the blood. What's wrong with you, man? I don't even need, I don't even need meat. <laughs> I'm vegan. Christianese, we speak in a way people don't even get it. So we just go to churchianity. There's no anointing, there's no changing, there's no love. We just got used to going to church or doing something, you know, and I'll see you next Sunday if you catch me. Woohoo, bye bye. I know I'm safe. I got into the first one. You, you're up for a surprise. You're up for a surprise. You get to heaven, they're going to ask you, who are you? Oh, oh, in your name I cast out demons, and in your name I did this. And it's like, mm -mm -mm, sorry, your name's on the list. I'm on the list. No, you're not. My sheep hear my voice and obey it. Okay, fine. Let me read 23. 22 was a little too much. 24, 23. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, He's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. 24. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. This thing drove me crazy for 25 years. The man in the mirror and all this stuff. And, and, and I, I never knew what he meant. And I, it's like renewing the mind. I spoke, I spoke with 100 pastors. And they were like, you just memorize Bible and you're good. No. Something else. But this particular thing, you come here because it goes progressive like everything else from 21 to 22 to 23. The blood of the lamb, the testimony of his word. He gave his word. That's it. That's all he had. I don't, I don't need any writing. It's done. He gave his word and healed them. So the word of the lamb, the testimony of his word. And then I go into being a doer of the word, cleaning this house through the blood, the testimony, standing in Christ. And then you see finally who you are in Christ. You find yourself here. And you go, wow, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Oh, man. Wow. And you get out of here for seconds. Lady, look at me. You get to the car. Hey, out of respect, just look at me. Look at your phones when I tell you. You get to the car, or you get to your house, and somebody pisses you off. I piss you off before you leave the church. And what happens? That makes you forget who you are in Christ. You forgot how you look in that mirror. You're not this thing full of whatever it is. You're this thing when you look into this, and you find yourself here. What are you? I am rich. Say it. I'm rich. I'm strong. I'm anointed. Say it. I'm anointed. I am joyful. You find yourself here. And you turn around. And you get to the car. Flat tired. Look in the wallet. Two flies come out. We're in hunger strike. Look at the freezer. Kakaroaches are there with a, with a little sign. You are crazy. Feed us. <laughs> Let's go broke, man. That's like five levels below broke. Even then. You ignore that. Because this is the truth. 
Let every man be a liar. And God be truth. If he says you're anointed, if he says you're loving, if he says you're all that, why would you insist in acting like a little prick? Why would you? Why? If he says all these wonderful things about you, why would you insist in going against what he says you are? Bible says we're nice. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you're nice. It says you're a king and a priest. It says you're the head and not the tail. It says you're here to rule. So when you fire somebody in your company because they're not doing what they're supposed to do, they're not walking around saying, oh, he's nice. No, they're not walking around saying he's nice. They're saying that you are anything but nice. Because you're defending that business God gave you with all your might, with all your power. And you, want your, you want your money? You have to do your job. Now, bonus. You can be nice and still do what God says to do. No problem. No problem. But one thing doesn't have to do with the other. Yes? Let's close our eyes. We're going to continue next week. We only made it to what, 22? Do you still have another five minutes? Everybody, raise your hand, five minutes. Raise your hand if you have five minutes. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25. <laughs> Thank you. Girls, you lift up your hand. That's 35 right here. We're good. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Let's go on. It's almost done. 25 is important, so I want to make it there at least. 25. Actually, 24. 24, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. 25, but he, say we, faithful nations, we look into the perfect law of liberty, and we continue in it, and we do not forget. We are hearers. But we're doers, and we're blessed in anything we do. Go ahead and stand up. Thank you for listening to the His Plan for You podcast. We believe that your tithes belong to your local church. However, your partnership and love offerings will empower us to continue bringing the message of His perfect plan for you to the world. For more information, please visit wghm.org.